Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including the boss baby, which we'll be getting into right now. Uh, I'm your host for today, Alex Bonilla, and I'm joined by Beatriz Murat. Hi! Michelle Anderer. Hello! And Sam Quattro. Hello! And uh, you can find more about our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com if you want to find other stuff we've talked about. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings. Or search for Overly Animated on any other podcatcher that you prefer. But yeah, today we'll be getting into a movie that's uh, very important to talk about in, in this particular uh, era. As uh, on this uh, Overly Animated podcast, we talk a lot of animated films. We've talked to several important films of 2017, including podcasts on Coco, on uh, on Ferdinand. Uh, we've talked to uh, Loving Vincent on a recent uh, Top 5 Animated Films of 2017 podcast. And I urge you to listen to all of those podcasts before, as they are also talking about perhaps more quality movies. Mm -hmm. But uh, a couple of days ago, we had the nominations for, for the Academy Awards. And in the Best Animated Feature... There was one wide-release film, and obviously we're not including The Breadwinner since that still hasn't come out totally yet, but one wide-release film that we have not talked about that was nominated in this category, and that is The Boss Baby. Mm. Uh, I'm so yeah. sad Captain Underpants didn't make the cut. I was rooting yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, so we, we'll, we'll talk snubs probably by, by the end of this film once we have got like totally consumed what this film actually is but uh, we're, obviously we're gonna try staying non-spoilers at the beginning uh, although this film has been out for almost an entire year at this point so and it's on netflix what, what are you waiting for it's on, it's on netflix, netflix. So. Oh, it's on netflix i feel bad that would have been better quality <laughs> <laughs> oh well well uh, you're, you're tipping your hand michelle so we'll go to you first uh, with the first most important question did you like it <laughs> Um, I feel like the best word to sum it up is, like, forgettable. Like, I didn't think it was awful, but it wasn't, like, a DreamWorks classic. So, uh, I mean, I will say it wasn't as bad as I thought when I heard of the concept. I was like, why, though? Why a whole movie, like, a big-budget production from, like, a notable, like, company? Like, why, why a boss who was a baby? And, um... Having that very, like, low expectation going into it, it actually, like, wasn't as bad, but it also, like, shouldn't have been an hour and a half. So I think just, like, kind of forgettable, unnoteworthy would be my adjectives of choice to summarize it. Okay. Um, Be uh, Beatrice, uh, do you want to step in here? Give us something hotter? Or are you also on the just forgettable <laughs> so, train? I, I mean, the, the fact that... I have to put the term Academy Award nominee before this movie is an insult to me. Okay. It's not an insult to the Academy because I am better than the Academy because they are so low that they are willing to nominate this film. It's just complete absurdity. It's ludicrous. I mean, look, I said this in the discord and I feel like it's very important to be vocal and express it in audio format. Mary and the Witch's Flower. Mary and the Witch's Flower. That is a superior film in every way. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I just, it just, so, it's just once again a reminder that people don't take animation seriously. At least the people who actually 
think that they matter in terms of film. They don't take animation seriously, and it's just incredibly frustrating. And I hate just everything that this film stands for is what irks me. Maybe the film, just taking it as it is, is just like Michelle said. It's just like meh. I don't need it. I don't. I didn't ask for it. I didn't need it. You know what? It what what may have worked had it been a short film. Had it been like or, or an animated short this concept maybe would have worked. But the fact that they gave us 90 minutes of this showed every little weakness of this concept and every little flaw of it. And it's just, I just regret. I missed those 90 minutes. I want them reimbursed. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Uh, and let's go to Sam. Uh, your, your thoughts on the boss baby. I agree with Michelle that it was uh, primarily forgettable. <clears throat> I just... You know, I'm sure that the people who worked on it are very surprised that they got a nominated for an Academy Award. I'm Aww. sure that that's like a nice highlight that their uh, family get together. It's like, hey, I worked on The Boss Baby. It was nominated for an Oscar. And I'm sure, you know, that's a pleasant surprise to the author of the book it was based off of. However, the movie isn't good. It's kind of <laughs> like bad. Kinda I think like the bad, only yeah. thing... The only thing really that it had going for it was the like how it delved into different animation styles throughout the film with um the main kids' imagination. I think that is the only saving grace of this movie. Everything else is just, you know, you just throw it out the window. Like who cares? Who cares about Alec Baldwin as this toothless baby whose gums just haunt me in my sleep? <laughs> who cares about children? Who cares about Jimmy Kimmel? Who cares? <laughs> like, who made this movie? Nice. They're the ones who care about children. Because this movie, I can't see them saying, I'm going to make this for adults. Like, I can't. Well, that might mean they hate well, children too, though. If you're like, well, if adults can't enjoy this, then probably most people won't. I mean, probably not even kids. Kids, kids you know, they can command a certain amount of respect. I know. Maybe they hate everyone. Look, society. Look, clearly they don't take children seriously, or else they wouldn't have. They actually would have done something inventive and unique and worthwhile. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it could have been worthwhile. But um, they were just like, we want money. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that that's Hollywood in a nutshell. But (laughs) uh, but yeah, I'm in the same boat. This this movie is just totally bland. That there's nothing. Aside from as Sam says, like the, there's little moments where like it's a different animation style and all that. That's fine for a little bit, but it just goes back to generic DreamWorks style animation. And just the premise is so thin. As you guys mentioned, it, it's based on a children's book that's about 16 pages long. There was a segment in the movie that was 30 seconds that was basically half the book verbatim. So at that point, you're like, well, how how did you think you were going to stretch this into something coherent for for an 80 minute runtime? Like it it just it it felt such a drag at times. I was only half an hour in, and I was like, wait a minute, it's only been half an hour? (laughs) Like it it makes so much sense. Yeah, it just it felt like a drag very early on. and to the point of calling this like it's made specifically for children, my problem with that is that there's so many adult jokes in this as well that like would go over the head of a child. So like they're expecting these jokes to be like, to be for the adults. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. That was funny. But that there's so many clunkers of that category too that it doesn't even work in that function either. So uh, it's just it, it's a terribly 
boring movie for, for long stretches of time. So the fact that this is what the Academy wants to highlight as the best of the year in the, in the medium of animation is just very dis disheartening from an objective standpoint. When, as Beatrice mentioned, you have Mary and the Witch's Flower, you have several other Japanese films such as A Silent Voice in this corner of the world that could have been nominated. And even Western films like the Lego Batman movie or just think we'll meet three years, camped yeah. at underpants. That there, there were several other uh, candidates that were out there that are objectively better, better than this film. So it's just, it's a, uh, it's a chore to watch this movie, unfortunately. Ooh, I feel like that's the boss baby. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Sam? What is the appeal of the boss baby? Well, let, let's uh, let's go to this. Like, is Three there a good cases. movie to be found in this premise? Because in the children's book, uh, at least for the, from the brief YouTube video I saw this, song, <laughs> it, it, it keeps it in the figurative, right? Like it's uh, a baby who shows up to the house and he acts like a boss because uh, obviously he cries a lot. So the parents are at his whim. And uh, at the end, the, the parents are tired. And so the baby finds out that they don't pay attention to him anymore. He says his first words, mama, dada, and they wake up and listen to him again. And that's the end of the book. Like, that's it. Is there a brother? So, or is there just, like, No, kid? there's no brother. It's, it's oh. just the baby. So, See, I would have preferred that. I would have preferred yeah. a baby, like, a, a boss baby tale and have an adventure with him and his gang of babies. That, to me, would have been more... And it had been, like, an adult in a baby body with a bunch of babies that are actual babies. <laughs> and then have them be in this wacky adventure. That would have been so much more entertaining than this, this redundant, cliched story of an only child not wanting a brother or sister there's just there were so many alternatives to this and i just there is like something in the premise there is something there worthwhile but the thing is is just it didn't have to be a movie it could have been a short and it didn't have to be this read this reinterpretation of that of that short story it could have been more creative it could have been more dramatic and instead it was just the most typical and standard you could get yeah and uh, spe well, speaking of uh, that we can move over here to the voice cast um obviously a, a lot of this at the advertising for the boss baby was on the fact that alec baldwin gruff voiced guy voices a baby uh, so uh, how, how do we feel about his performance as a tough talking baby <laughs> hard pass you, you were not, not you were not a fan of giving I the deep voice to fall in the begin with so I'm the, not the movie for me not the voice for me i'm over it okay uh michelle beatrice any thoughts on him or any of the other voice uh, voice acting choices in this movie I thought Baldwin. I mean, if we're gonna have a boss baby who's basically a man who's in a baby body, I mean, I guess he did fine. Like, I didn't find his acting distracting at all. I thought it fit the concept. I just have a problem with the concept carrying for an hour and a half. But I didn't have any particular beast with anybody in the the voice cast and like whoever they got for like the main kid i thought i did like a fine job not um, remarkable there... maybe but like fine <laughs> yeah he was okay like that's a kid but, yeah that's an actual kid okay this makes sense <laughs> <laughs> he could be seven and a half for real who knows 
Yeah, the character wasn't really given very many moments to shine. <laughs> um, no. It's notable that he, he, the, the voice of the kid is Miles Bakshi, who is the grandson of Ralph Bakshi, the poster child for adult mature animation. <laughs> so you can imagine, um, oh. you know, <laughs> the, it, the boss baby is a good rep um, precursor to Fritz the Cat. Uh, can can oh we say God. that? No, right? it is not. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Uh, I mean, I will, um, I will say this one thing about Alec Baldwin. When I was watching, like, you're not watching the, you're not at seeing him act, like, he's not acting as a character. He's just acting as Alec Baldwin. Does that make sense? Like, it, you're, I, I don't mind seeing him, seeing what he can do with this. Because like I that I knew that was that I knew that was what I was get, getting. It wasn't gonna be like an actual character. It was just gonna be look at Alec Baldwin being a baby. Like they didn't. They just were like, oh, perfect casting, and they just just like worked around it instead of actually creating a decent character. <laughs> yeah, it it admittedly is the right choice for a business person, especially if you consider his role in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which they reference at some point in this movie. Uh, also, I, I the only part of Baldwin's performance that I appreciate is his like wheezing laugh. Like it, it does give a bit of the condescension you need out of a character like this. <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. Like like that's the only part that's like oh okay well he he's the only one I I think who like sells that. But other than that, it's like well whatever. It's just a deep voiced baby. <laughs> um. Also, we we have uh, notably uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Lisa Kudrow as his parents, but of course the parents they don't don't boring. really talk. So, yeah. like, why why get Lisa why get Lisa Kudrow at all? Like, she she talks even less than the dad in this. I'm pretty sure. So the parents like, are basically I, like props and plot points yeah. for most of the movie. They're not people really need characters. to make money. So, yeah. right. Uh, we also have uh, Steve Buscemi as the as the villain. Um, no, notable information. Do you guys know who was supposed to voice the villain before Buscemi? Was yeah, but I think you might. Well, uh, none other than a, than a name who's probably more problematic than Alec Baldwin, uh, Mr. Kevin Spacey. Ah. Oh my god. Oh, really? <laughs> oh wow. Huh. In a baby oh, with, no. with, with a baby movie, but uh, you know, uh, he dropped out before all this happened, so uh, Buscemi steps in. I like Buscemi's performance, mostly because it reminded me that he was in Monster House, which was a movie I really liked, so it just made me want to watch Monster House. I still haven't seen Monster House. I've heard it's, it's actually kind of scary, right? Yeah. Okay. It's great. I recommend okay. Monster House over Balls, baby. Okay. Wow. Wow. What a I've heard good things think... about Monster House. I feel like we're going to recommend a lot of movies over Boss Baby. Come <laughs> <laughs> the territory of reviewing this movie. And uh, finally, the the only other big name I think we're missing is uh, Toby Maguire as the narrator. He has uh, a decent chunk in the beginning, and he step shows up again at the end. And it's just um, also like pretty much nothing there. Like he's just a name to attach to your cast, but he doesn't really add anything. I think anybody could have done that. Hey, ever since he got booted out of Spider-Man, he needs the money. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, what ha what has Toby been in lately? Uh, I, I, I don't know. The, the Great oh, Gatsby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a couple years ago. Yeah. I I will so, say more than more than uh, Alec Baldwin, 
he was the one that made me kind of like, ooh, I don't, well, at least before Alec, I, I saw this movie before Alec Baldwin defended Woody Allen, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I, I saw Molly's game and <laughs> a particular character in there is based, based on Tobey Maguire and he's not the greatest character. <laughs> like he does some pretty bad things. So I'm just like, ooh, I don't know if I I don't I don't like that I don't like his voice in a children's movie at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> also fair. some people may may think back to his past with Leonardo DiCaprio and a couple of other actors in a group name that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast, but you know, it just uh, Toby Maguire brings back um things from the 90s and early 2000s that may, may not be comfortable with babies. <laughs> Um, uh, but, we're giving yeah. people so many reasons not to watch this. <laughs> well, let's give them more reasons by actually going into the story here. So, uh, well, if you want to watch this, because it is pretty crazy, all the stuff that happens. So if you really want to, go ahead, go watch it with pause. Uh, we've already given you your good warning. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll begin here. Um, from the very beginning, you uh, we get a cold open of, like, hard cut into... Um, Tim being in the middle of the Congo and he's fighting a gorilla and you're wait what is, like if from the very beginning you're, uh, I at least I was very, very disoriented uh, yeah disoriented is the word <laughs> like w- w- what's going on here and then it turns out that it's his imagination and uh, he, he he begins setting Toby Maguire begins setting the story back then you relied on your imagination and so we're already setting this as, oh, well, this happened a long time ago, like before phones, before internet. So. Kids don't have imagination anymore. We have the internet for that. <laughs> yeah. Back the then, you relied on your imagination. And, and yet, and yet, it's these people who claim that that made this movie, which lacks imagination. Oh my what God. is this? This movie is very safe, I will say that. Like, it's a very mm. safe movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, how do I feel about this decision, like, from the very beginning to be like, well, this is going to be, like, sort of in his imagination, but not really. Like, we're going to go back and forth. Like, at least to me, that that just, it, they do a terrible job, like, in the rest of the movie, like, delineating, like, what's yeah. imagination and what's real. So it just ends up being very confusing to the logic of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been nice if they actually created some limitations and rules into what's real and what's not and not blurred them because it just it's it seemed lazy to me it seemed like oh we're gonna we're gonna have the mom be pregnant but she's the tummy's just gonna just like the baby like the thing doesn't work and we're gonna have him like i don't know it's just there's there was this again i haven't seen i i saw the movie like a couple weeks ago so i don't have exact details coming straight to mind because it's not 100 percent fresh but Neither is the movie. The movie is not fresh, and it's it's <laughs> more hot takes. Yeah, I'm full of them today. Um, but yeah, it's just it it just screamed lazy to me. It screamed, oh, we're not gonna tie up this this hole in our story because who's gonna think that deep into this? And it's like you have not met us. <laughs> You've not met most people who think about things and want things to make sense and feel satisfied with how they spend their time watching stuff. Right. 
And so, yes, we do see the mom being pregnant after we get this whole montage. Oh, my, the, my parents love me. I'm the only one that matters in this family. But <laughs> they much. don't matter, like, but I matter. How messed yeah. up is it that they just, like, didn't tell him when she was about to pop? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, how did he not notice? He's like, hey, mom, you look kind of round for, like, the past, like, <laughs> six months. Like, what's going on there? Oh, it's not. We'll tell you at bedtime. Don't worry about it. That makes you no sense You want a baby brother? Me. Nah. Like, and like it, it day, just so over the top. Yeah, bad parenting yeah. 101. But uh, yeah, so we have this revelation that the mom is pregnant. So we cut. We cut to the opening credits, which shows us the baby factory in the sky, maybe heaven. Who knows? And uh, of course, you got to have the song "Cheek to Cheek" playing because we open on a baby butt shot, oh. and we're gonna see a lot of those during. Oh, charming. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. <still> ah, okay. <laughs> well, we're we're about like three minutes into the movie, yeah, so that uh, uh, far in. And so, yeah, you got. We're introduced to Alec Baldwin, baby, as he goes down the conveyor belt. There's a couple of uh, visual gags, including the gender designator. Wrong. Yeah, I yeah, everything's he wrong. Effective, baby. No, he's just gonna go into upper management. He didn't pass any of the tests, right? Yeah, it's established here that at the end of the day, if the baby is ticklish, then they go to the family and they're a normal baby. But if they're not ticklish, they go to management of this baby company, Baby Corps, and he gets his suit and uh, his entire outfit and blah, blah, blah. So we're introduced to that. And so we cut back to the earth and we see Tim seeing the boss baby come in a taxi. And of course, uh, Toby Maguire blurs the lines immediately like, my parents always said I had an overactive imagination, but I clearly remember the baby arriving in a taxi. And so, like, uh, what? And so, Boss Baby does a little jig and uh, meet your new baby brother. And, and uh, at this point is where we get, uh, you know, the introduction of Boss Baby being a boss to the parents. Uh, this part in particular is like the part that's lifted verbatim from the book of of the narration saying he set up his office, he conducted meetings, that lots makes and lots so of meetings, much even sense. in the middle of the night. Because that like was the this... strongest part of the movie. Yeah, that was the best conception. Yeah, like the first like wow. the first like I don't know like twenty minutes. Like I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Like he thinks he's a boss, but like he's not. He's just a baby. But then like maybe he is a boss because I can't tell how serious this is. But yeah, that was definitely the strongest part in the movie theory i have a theory do you think had they just started with the kid not shown us the baby world it would have been stronger like if they had just taken out the beginning and they had just given us like and that would have made the reveal all the better it would have made the reveal of the world all the better don't show us that just like or you, if they really badly wanted to put that in there, they could have put it as like a flashback later when the boss babies explain to him how everything works in reality with babies. If that is, re- you know what I mean. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot in this movie that, at least in the script, that needed a second draft. It needed, or a third, or however, however many drafts they did, they were not enough. They it needed another one. I agree with that because, like, I know a lot of times people say show don't tell, but I think if he like literally just arrived in a taxi with the suit on, we know anything else about him. Like the mystery surrounding that in this other like world he came from would have been way more interesting than just yeah. seeing the weird cloud sorting thing. That, yeah, it would, it would yeah. work a little bit more as a twist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is actually real. All this is happening. 
But uh, yeah, so we we have that whole sequence, and so eventually Tim uh, blurts out to his parents, like, don't you guys notice anything suspicious? He's wearing a suit, and the mother recognizes that he wears a suit. Yeah. It's cute, isn't it? So like, there again, it's like, okay, so this is real, then. <laughs> or is it not? Like, but, um, like, yeah, like, there's so much happening with, like, what's imagination, what's not? And, like, I don't know, it's just, it's messed up. It is very messed up, and and also like imagine like he's if he's wearing that suit every single day. Does that imply that the parents never change him? Or yeah, they didn't uh, put the suit on them. Isn't that weird to them? They never dress him in normal clothes. Like, does he stop them? So many questions. Yeah, like man. But, um, yeah, so, uh, obviously his parents don't pay attention to him because of how obsessed they are with the baby, so Tim does his own investigation, and here's the phone ringing in the baby's room, and so he sneaks up, and, hey, fart poop duty! Like, that, that, that's Alec Baldwin's first, like, real words in the, in the script. Oh, uh, yeah, it sounded like the F word, didn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you say fart really loudly and, uh, um, fast, then I, I would understand why you would get that. <laughs> And uh, so immediately he sets his ground, like, uh, "Oh, I, I'm I'm a boss," uh, and uh, the kid is uh, very skeptical. It's like, "But you wear diapers. Uh, you know who else wears diapers? Astronauts and NASCAR drivers." And so that's that like a baby joke. Um, astronauts, I guess they do because where else yeah. are they gonna go? Uh, maybe <laughs> NASCAR drivers because they have to like drive a lot and they can't really take a bathroom break because they're like. Going driving laps. Yeah, it, 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 that's true. Yeah, they're going so fast and messes with their bladder. You know, it it, it makes sense, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not a great joke. Um, well, we also get here our first uh, version of I, I guess uh, weak sexism, where uh, he makes fun of his middle name being Leslie, like as if like, oh, okay, it sounds female, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a joke that was dragged on a lot and never worked. Yeah. yeah. And uh, shout out to Leslie Nielsen, a famous les- uh, male Leslie, so that they're out there. <laughs> One of those male um, Leslies. Woo! Show yeah. you. Good job. Uh, also, later we'll mention a Lindsay joke, and shout out to Lindsay Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac, really good guitarist. But anyways, um... Yeah, so uh, he sets the, the boss baby sets out, and well, I'm taking all your parents' love, ooh, and he uses this beads metaphor that there's only so much love to go around. We make some business school jokes, and so the next day, um, Tim ha- has to devise a plan to catch this boss baby in the act. Um, actually, this is the first introduction of the uh, of the Lord of the Rings alarm clock of <laughs> Gandalf. Did they get like, in trouble with that reference? I mean, I I don't I don't think so. For the record, I mean, R- Ralph Bakshi did do a Lord of the Rings adaptation, so I wonder if like that's like an homage. Uh, or yeah, something. his grandson okay. got an in for him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like don't worry. Instead of the other way around. <laughs> Yeah, but like that—that—that's that, like the one little gag, the recurring that I kind of got like uh, chuckles out of, just because like, it's like a straight up rip off of Lord of the Rings lines. It's like, oh hey, that's a better movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he devises this plan to go spy on the babies. Um, this is our first like uh, real uh, animation change because he dresses up as a ninja, and so it goes into like two D. It's just got the red and black coloring. 
So like that that little segment as well, I do think is worth is worth highlighting just because it's like well at least they're experimenting in something like they're they're trying to go away from the DreamWorks boring style like round headed style all the time. Uh, any other thoughts on like just the visual changes here or in the rest of the film? Like it, what, anything stood out to any of you? I liked the pop up book segment towards the end um, when the villain showing them like his his tragic past i guess i just like the way it looked um the composition and how it flowed but those were all technical things like i i imagine this is a project where people who animate who got the fun sections were like yay a big name company i can put it on my resume in this cool standalone sequence that functions well i don't have to worry about the rest of the story being a hot trash mess <laughs> my sequence looks nice yay i can go to sleep at night <laughs> So like good for the animators, good job. Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely the the storybook thing at the end is also like a different style, and so that that's very interesting to watch. And back here we we have the whole the two D of like him going on the walls and all that. But uh, then he it turns out that uh, the boss baby has invited other babies, or he has influenced the parents to bring the babies. I'm not, not sure clear. how that works, but yeah. play dates. <laughs> yeah, but somehow there's a play date, hooray. And so we have this uh, business meeting. Uh, well, I guess we can talk about the supporting cast here of the babies. We have uh, the the big one named Jimbo, who is basically the the, the grunts work guy. And we have the three twins, and yes, we have the, the the little secretary yeah. girl who kind of looks like Agnes from Despicable Me. Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and any thoughts on, on these characters? Do do any of them stand out, or are they just all? They are definitely babies. Well, that that is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, I, I, there's they don't. There's not really much there to really talk about in terms of characters and characterization of them because they don't. They're just there to facilitate him. They don't. They don't get used m much. There's maybe a couple few jokes, not and not most, and they don't all land. I like the yes man jokes; they're great. But I mean, I don't know. It just kind of it it just kind of shows that here are these tools that here are these things that you could have done more with, and they just don't. They just put them there because they want more babies in there, I guess. Yeah, and the thing is, Boss Baby himself recognizes in the middle of this, well, you guys are useless, why do yeah. I have you? But then, like, it, the characters are useless to begin with, so why are we watching them? <laughs> why do they have to be here? Um, but anyways, in this meeting, uh, the Boss Baby reveals that there's uh, Puppy Co., the, parent, the company that the parents work for, and the CEO named Francis Francis. Uh, good job on the naming, guys. Uh, first name, last name. <laughs> But uh, um, that they're going to release a new puppy that will put babies out of business because apparently puppies are a replacement for babies. And if puppies lasted forever, nobody would have babies. This this logic works out, am <laughs> yeah, I right? Yeah, oh I mean, it's great. It's not like, you know, the human species procreates in order to keep surviving. We only procreate because babies are cute. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we don't. Babies like, are ugly. I'm sorry. They all look like little <laughs> aliens. And who needs them? I agree. Puppies are better. <laughs> oh, okay. While, while, um, while we are dealing with overpopulation and all that jazz, um, I, I have to show you a picture. 
a picture of this adorable baby that is not ugly. There are pretty babies out there. I disagree with Getting on the ugly baby train, like, I think Sam and Beatrice are both right. Because the thing is, when babies, you know, come out, they're never fully formed because that literally kill a lady. Like, if you waited for, like, I don't know, like, like, 10 months or something, like, that baby would be too big to get it out. Like, and even with the, like, C-section, you could totally die. So they, the reason they look all red and squashy and gross is because they're not fully developed when they come out. And that's normal, but it's a fact of life. When people say, like, they first saw their kid and they're beautiful, they're lying through their teeth because they're not cute for another couple weeks at least. Like, <laughs> so I agree with both of you. It's true. They start off ugly and they get cute, like, a little bit after sometimes. Okay, well, I will say one thing. Puppies may be cute since birth, but the puppies in this movie were not cute. Like, well, yeah, because they, they're, they're like DreamWorks puppies. Yeah! Well, DreamWorks like, puppies, TM. Like, I, was exp- I, I was just like, all right, if you're going to give me the most adorable puppy in the world that is a forever puppy, then give me a puppy that I want. I don't want those puppies. I don't know. I, Honestly, they had it, such big eyes. 3D animated puppies are almost always kind of ugly. Just saying. When they were using dog references, like Stockos, they had like a really cute, normal-looking beagle and stuff in there. When they have little baby beagle puppies, that would have been way cuter. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the the Secret Life of Dogs is, or however, the what? Oh no, the Isle of Dogs, the Wes Anderson movie. That that, that's coming soon, so we'll be able to see if dog animation has improved. Can I say also that that movie? I like don't understand why there are no Shiba Inus in that movie. Can I just say that? Aren't Shiba Inus kind of like testy? Like, don't they like get kind of angry a lot? Or is that a myth? That I I, I, yeah, but like the movie takes place in Japan. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. that like their dogs. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, there is a joke. It's not the time. <laughs> well, re- related, there is a joke here that the Sharpay is a designer brand, but now it's number one in China. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, but <laughs> like bringing back to the bad jokes of this movie. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so uh, in the middle of the this whole thing, uh, um, ba- baby gets uh, d- gets annoyed at that these other babies are not understanding him. So we get a very, at least to me, a kind of disturbing scene where he punches the teddy bear through the heart and takes out his battery. Like uh, that, that was like whoa, <laughs> like that, that finally something a little scary in there. But uh, Tim has recorded this meeting, and so they the babies have to chase after him. We get our first—I I guess this is our first chase sequence of the of the movie. Um, uh, I, I do like the musical selection and playing the theme from SWAT, although that's a, a reference that not many people these days are gonna get. Oh, um, oh I did not get it. Did not get that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, uh, Alex. One and four. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, Stop. exactly. Well, once again, they're throwing references here to things from like 30 years ago. But like, if this is supposed to be babies a kids aren't going to know but, what that is. Yeah. It, yeah, Good and point. and it's not and and it's the best reaction you get out of an adult is, oh, that's neat. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, like they're not wow, even good references. It. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's the thing you should aspire uh, to when you work in a major industry. Oh wow, that's neat. Audience cold <laughs> take reaction. <laughs> 
And uh, um, w- one part I, d- I do like here where they have the whole chase of uh, him getting dragged by the uh, by Boss Baby's police car, and then it cuts to the parents seeing uh, Tim being dragged like one mile per hour, and it's like, oh, they're getting along. But it's nice to go from like the, all the action stuff to just seeing like a kid getting his face dragged along the grass. Uh, I, I I took enjoyment in that. Um, uh, let's see, and then uh, and eventually, once again, blurring the lines here, the parents go out and they see broken glass and fire. Even though you're like, wait, but we just did a cut showing that it's not going at that speed. So how? And maybe, maybe, maybe that's their imagination that they see the kids they're unwatched they're like all over the place and it's the parents imagination of like oh my god there's glass and there's this and there's that that could have been interesting that could so we're going imagination section the imaginations yeah, to consider i agree i mean i mean it's a stretch i only just thought of it now and if they had explored uh, that a little bit and been like oh the parents also have an imagination too and made that more clear then that could have worked but that that's not what they meant. They clearly that that's just, you know, lazy, not clear on what's imagination, what's not. But that could have been an easy way for them to have like maneuvered out of that situation. And it took me Yeah, like it's like, it's like it, that that reminds me of inside out, right? Because you you have the main mechanic of the feelings in the main character's head, but you also get to see it happen in what the in the other parents Oh, that's true, yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, well, that 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 might work in here, but no, we just gotta keep blur- blurring the lines of just for like attempts at jokes. But uh, anyways, uh, Tim gets frustrated and tries to slingshot the boss baby out of the house. Um, I, I mean, if you're anti-baby, I, I guess that works. Also, that that would be. Um, a crime. I think the police would get involved. I at that don't point. think that I would slingshot a baby out of the house <laughs> just because I don't like it. I would just give it back to his parents. Admittedly, some of us have fantasized about it, but like you never actually, on the did, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so um, the parents find this out. They get angry. Um, so Tim is grounded. We get a little bit of imagery of him feeling he's like in jail. Uh, that's k- kind of neat, uh, I guess. He's seven and a um, half, and he's never been grounded before. This kid's like a miracle. He just had such a perfect relationship with his parents because they love them, and when your parents start to hate you, they ground you. <laughs> I mean, look at this family. He, he from the very, very first moment, you get the you, you get it very clear that this kid has been spoiled his entire life. Yeah, he gets, like, that's hu- true. Three hugs but... and five kisses, the same song every day. And then when the baby shows up, they just do the same exact thing to the baby. So, like, how, how am I supposed to expect these people to do punishments well? And even in the span span of this movie, how many days passed that he's actually grounded? Like three days at most. Uh, when it was I don't know. It felt like that same night when the boss baby came back to his room. But like, yeah, maybe it was a couple of days. It's hard to but tell. Like, even if a couple of days and imagine that, oh, three weeks. But like, how are you supposed to take punishment seriously from these people who have never done anything bad to their kid in their life? Yeah. But, um, but anyways, uh, so the baby, the boss baby tries to show some sympathy here for the first time, but because he needs help. Um, there's a joke here where he sings Blackbird, and it's like, my parents wrote that song for me, and, uh, Boss Baby, your parents are Lennon and McCartney? <laughs> so, I, I found that okay. Yeah, that was um, yeah. Uh, also, at some point, uh, because he talks about uh, being from the sky, he's like, are you the baby Jesus? But, uh, of course, uh, that leads us to think, like, where does Jesus fit in the whole baby structure here? <laughs> yeah. 
like what was he was he the biggest boss i tend not to think that deep into it (laughs) i tend to just be like you know what i was i was just like you know what what the minute i saw like the pregnant belly just like thing happening i was just like you know what i'm just not the physics and rules and things they don't apply so i'm just not even i'm not i'm just not going there I, I, I only bring this up because it's more interesting to think about that than what actually happens in this movie so. yeah that's, that's very fair <laughs> like I mean, uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah i would have rather them actually like i don't know like shown us baby jesus and then had him like shown a picture of baby jesus and then he's like and him or something and then and been like some funny reference or something that like showed like you know like a da vinci baby D- not da vinci or da vinci yeah no he drew like he drew right he was an artist as probably well. i don't know he drew you know na- some... he drew naked things and we see lots of naked babies in here so it works <laughs> would have worked um this part's a little disturbing because uh, he he mentions uh, oh I want to show you where I work here's my my binky I want you to suck it. He says uh, that so many times and then he's like you need to. Ah! <laughs> you have to do uh, of course, in the, in the Alec Baldwin voice, so it's it, it's much better, isn't it? No, that's the thing. Yeah, because of the Alec Baldwin voice, it just like it was so it, it was said with such intensity from like a grown ass man. <laughs> just gonna stop talking. I wonder if there's a YouTube poop of that yet. Well, there, I hope so. That would be like the only nice thing to watch after talking about this movie. <laughs> there's definitely material here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, uh, after saying suck it, at some point he says faster. Yeah, that's what I mean. Nope. Bye. Why, movie? Why? Yeah. This had to be boarded before it was animated. I mean, they had so many... <laughs> times like so much time down the road to like just think about it in context but, see, but like but see it's funny if a baby says it's it. a man voice though <laughs> and but but by way of sucking these uh, pacifiers uh, they take the astral plane and uh, end up as holograms in the middle of baby core um the boss lands in a superman pose so that, that's another visual gag there i really um, wish this movie wasn't the way it is <laughs> at, at this point, we're just doing so many things like oh now we're going to the astral plane of the boss baby land yeah when, when i said it like that it sounded a bit weird didn't it, yeah, it <laughs> we, we, we need to stay a little bit more grounded in this boss baby scenario in my personal opinion but i didn't yeah, make this the is, movie and yeah, i this don't entire have billions ba- of dollars so whatever what do i know yeah, this entire baby corp thing is like it, it can be cut out. I, I don't need to know what what the baby's business structure is like. Just tell me he's a boss. Okay, I, I believe you. But um, actually, speaking of where babies come from, here's a, a joke where like, oh, my parents told me babies come from whisper, whisper, whisper. Oh no, that's disgusting. So once uh, we're just like forget sex doesn't exist, guys. Don't sex worry. doesn't exist. Uh, like the burdens of growing stuff in your bod for a while and getting all your organs smooshed down doesn't exist. No, I just you know make them in a factory in the sky. La la. I just I don't know. I don't like that kind of sanitize. It just it makes me mad. I feel like well yeah, this movie's too safe to get into like you know like realizing like. You know, your pregnancy is like an ordeal and 
you know, it's a, it's a big thing. And maybe you should be nice to the people that are pregnant and like really think about what they undergo. And so it's like, nah, sex isn't even involved. This is a factor in the sky. We already told you that at the beginning of the movie. The children can't know about sex, Michelle. Yeah, I can. They see. Yeah. I mean, if they're a second child, they already see their mom pregnant, unless they're really oblivious, like this kid is. But like, they and, they know something's going on. And the thing is, in including this joke, you're assuming that the kids who are watching know what 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 the whisper whisper is. Yeah. So the, the, so the joke only works if you actually know. But if you actually know, then this joke is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that at some, like, he says, my parents told me babies come from this. But at the beginning, he said, this is the story my parents told me of how I got my baby brother. So which is it? Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, yeah, but, um, so anyways, the, they, uh, he take, gives him a tour of this office or whatever. Uh, we are introduced to the boss baby's boss, who is big boss baby, uh, basically just a, a, a female boss with kind of a Russian accent, kind of screaming at everybody. Um that there's a there's a pie chart of love that they show here uh, he points to it saying the puppy slice is getting bigger although obviously the the biggest travesty here is that cats and oh, fish are both about equal yeah. is so small i hate it like it really so just like a, like a like a shots fired at cat people oh, like, i know uh, and like even worse like how much love are you going to dedicate to a fish like they, they don't even live that long that's so true I don't know, yeah. like, well, somebody's going to email us, like, Alex, I really love my fish. <laughs> How dare you say that? <laughs> well, good, good job loving your fish for the next month. Oh! But, um, Shots fired! Look, yeah. look I, I had fish as a kid. I probably, like, up to, like, maybe 20, maybe, but they all die. So, like, what, what's Well, everything the dies, Alex, gee. I mean, everything dies, but you gotta give your love to something that's gonna last. Yeah, I mean, I have know? a cat been around since i was in the fifth grade and she's still like kicking and sassy as always so yeah on the scale of like life expectancy fishes are not up there the same level at all okay right. well you know what like what? there are some fishes in the ocean oh my long, god yeah, but they're not dark parts know that people can snatch them up the ocean is my, okay the ocean yeah. is my fish tank because i wasn't allowed oh my god. okay you can have the okay. giant sea squids that, like, nobody knew about until they washed up on the shore one day, and they're like, oh, it must be in the dark part of the ocean. That can be your but hey, But hey, guess what? They can't be pets, so, you know, they don't count. Spirit! They'll be Beatrice's pet fish in spirit! Yeah. yeah! You know how you can, like, um, name a star, and it's, like, yours or whatever? It's the same concept! <laughs> oh, a giant cephalopod! Oh, sure. <laughs> Charity so um, we're uh, we're also introduced to basically what is the boss baby's motive in this? Basically, to get a promotion in this off, uh, get a corner office and a golden toilet. Uh, hooray! That's so sad. And also, That's like all he wants, uh, it's like two things in the whole world. Is a corner office toilet. a big deal? Question mark. Yes, if you're a baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And like he gets a view of the conveyor belts, but does he really want to see all the naked? Crying babies I every guess. day. Like you, they'd have to be a noise issue at some point, unless you got like noise-proof glass, I guess. But um, he he also uh, mentions here that he looks up to super colossal big fat boss baby. Ah, that's a I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> um, but, 
got you. But, yeah, but but we'll see him again in the later part of the story. Uh, so they go back. Um, he realizes that the bo- uh, that her, his boss is getting angry and they need results. Um, there's a crotch joke in here as he throws the pacifier at Tim's uh, area. Um, so that was nice. His groin. Um, <laughs> his groin. I'm sure, his crotch, groin, whatever. It's all the same in the hum in the language of humor. Um, let's see here. Uh, he also at some point gets angry at. Tim and says, "If I get fired, I'll be there every day, at night." And we get some really that creepy, but like fun. good imagery. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that sequence was good. Like comes out of the soup. There's like little boss baby heads coming out of a pinata. That's like out of a horror and the movie. Ornaments and the giant like atomic bomb cloud. It was a lot. That was weird because like the baby is aged, but he still looks like a baby yeah. just with a gray beard. <laughs> kid though well yeah yeah <laughs> like that that'd just be weird seeing an old baby but um i, I guess it's a benjamin button situation um I guess. so so that eventually they convince each other okay we'll work together so i can get you out of here um we get this uh, monologue about a me- memos being important because uh, you know business blah blah and it, memo can change the world and uh, when what you explain it like that it still sounds boring world? I mean, I'm sure it has, but not in ways that normal people would, <laughs> would well, notice. Maybe like when when the Cuban Missile Crisis was happening, Probably. there was a memo that needed to pass the information that someone wanted to call someone to make that oh. call happen that stopped the Cuban Missile Crisis, and Ooh. that is how the memo saved the world. It doesn't <laughs> take much it? to think about it. Why was you watching a movie on that memo? Yeah, oh, my. <laughs> the memo. The I mean, memo. dude. I mean, I mean do like think- telegrams count as memos? Because, like, I mean, like because from back then that would have been important, like the Zimmerman telegram in World War One or something. Or like, do you like do you, like the post? You know, the the, the yeah. Pentagon papers or whatever. Like, technically, those are memos, and those are like pages and files and things, and they're changing the world. All these we like need to start a series yeah. called Memos That Change the World. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds so dry, but I have faith that we can make it interesting. <laughs> we can guys. make it interesting. Yeah, we can put it on like the History Channel or something. Yeah. The Boss Baby did inspire something good. <laughs> or not. But um. <laughs> uh. So yeah, they decide that the only way for them to get ungrounded is to pretend to like each other. So we get a montage here. They feed the baby. Um. There's there's actually a good joke here um, at the end when he's reading him the story. It's like Hansel and Gretel is about cannibalism and burning people alive. No wonder kids are messed up. So like at least I found that funny. Yeah, I thought like, it was okay. Yeah. Is that what it was but, about cannibalism? I, I mean, the, well, it depends the if you think the witch kids. So I yeah, is is the witch way. human? Is that that's the question, right? Yeah. I don't know. Because a human eating human children, like the, 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 yeah, you know, that would be tough. But if a witch is like part of another species, then you know, it's a survival of the fittest. But um, don't trust strangers you know. is what that story is about. I think. Don't let your parents try to get rid of you because they're facing hard economic times. Hansel and Gretel has strong morals. You just got to dig for them. Don't eat candy houses. Is that the? I don't know what the uh, Don't follow crumbs to a stranger's house. That's all. She, that's all he had, though. 
that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, in this montage, they've slowly warmed up to each other. Ha ha, gray. Um, there's a, um, the the next day they get ready. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's predictable, right? Like, they yeah. hate each other, they're gonna like each other, they're gonna get in a fight, they're gonna like each other again. It's just, it's like following all the cliches of an animated movie, of a kid's movie. But um, they, we get to the next day. They're getting ready to go to work because they've proven that they're friends now. Um, there's a fart joke where the baby farts baby powder. That's that's nice. Um, uh, the parents uh, are actually going to spend some alone time with Tim, but Tim decides, well, I, I'll stay with the baby. And so they go into this uh, dog corp. Um, I realize I'm just pointing out every bad, uh, um, crude joke here, but they come, go out of the dog's butthole. Um, mm. like there's a bounce house that's like a dog. They just get pooped out. Mm. Like, <laughs> there's not the, the volumes. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's there. Um, it's there. Um, they dress up the boss baby as a puppy and, um, they break in. Um, let's see here. They, they, they find the document and they remove it in an Indiana Jones style. Oh, you got to replace the thing with something that weighs the same. So once, once again, pulling stuff from better movies. Um, the, uh, and then they get trapped, but they stay to watch this Rube Goldberg machine. Like, at this, like, at least that guy is like, why is this here? <laughs> like, that, that was like one of the most obvious, like, okay, we're just filling time here. Even in this podcast, I feel like we're just filling time. <laughs> I mean, this yes, it, talking about Sorry, Boss Baby so. in general is filling time. <laughs> like we've, I feel like oh. this is the record of how of most times we've gone off off topic in a podcast yeah, because yeah. there's just there's so That's many. That's the only <laughs> the only way to make this entertaining. <laughs> like, the movie itself is not exactly and it's just the not just entertaining but the like just internally just in our instinct we want to talk about anything but the boss baby (laughs) but uh, um they they fall into francis francis's room and and uh, it reveal he's actually the super colossal big fat boss baby Mm. but old and so here's where we get the storybook animation, as Michelle referenced earlier. This is actually kind of an interesting look aesthetically. Nice. Yeah, I was captivated yeah. for uh, two minutes, however long it was. Probably not even that. Yeah. Seconds. <laughs> yeah, if the entire movie was like like that, it's like, oh, at least this is interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, so basically he's lactose intolerant, so the formula stopped working. Uh, although I don't understand... Well, I don't know. When do you develop lactose intolerance? It's developed, right? It's not hereditary. Because otherwise, like, when was he able to take the formula in the first place? Um, I, I, all I know I, I'm not an expert on intolerance. Lactose stuff is like, um, for some people, like the enzymes that help break down lactose. Sometimes, like, as you get older, you have less of them. So you actually, like, most adults can't process milk nearly as well as they could when they were children. So maybe, like, that just happened. He just, like, started to lack the enzymes to break it down. He started getting really sick and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. This isn't going to work out anymore. And they booted him. That's my theory. But they don't really give us any info about that at all, so. 
Who knows? No, really? and it, it doesn't really need to. But uh, th but thanks for the science knowledge. I hope some people were educated by that uh, in, in the process of this podcast. Okay. okay, something that confuses me, right? We've mm -hmm. seen in the we saw in the beginning that Boss Baby has a tooth. He has like one random tooth. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he does. I, 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 he has like I, one I tooth. That. I remember like seeing like one random one, and then. This guy had like the wasn't it that the thing that indicated that he was growing was a tooth? Yeah. Yeah. So why? That, that's like isn't this, doesn't that mean that Boss Baby is also losing control of the formula? So isn't it just that every baby is eventually just going to still be a baby and grow up and stuff? Questions. And see, like that 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 would explain like how how they recycled, right? Because if babies can stay babies forever, then at some point your office is going to be overpopulated. So you need some way of like weeding them out, and that that would at least serve as a function, right? If the, the babies do get old eventually. It's not immortal; like it runs out after a certain time. But, I think um, maybe it, he doesn't have like I remember him having a tooth, but yeah. I can't find any images of him having a tooth. So like I don't know where we both got the same idea from. Like, I I don't know. I just remember some random shot. Maybe like I don't know. Just a random maybe shot. Maybe it was the continuity error then, because they had a big one that bothered me in the beginning when the kid was pouring his milk and it like goes over the table. He looks at the parents. They look right back at him, and then the table's fine and the milk. Oh. <laughs> Continuity in this film. It's animated though. You would have to forget to animate it for months, years. Just, so, so you're saying you're you're crying over milk that wasn't spilled? Yes, I am. That that disappeared for no reason. That's plausible in the context of the story. Yes. <laughs> well, um, also here, I think we. I'm not sure if this is a commentary on anything, but like he mentions that he's replaced by the female. Boss baby in the process for someone newer, and so he gets kicked out. I, I, I actually, I don't even know if this movie is making any commentary whatsoever on corporate culture, but like that's like the one thing that's closest to like uh, people get old, new new people come in with times, blah blah blah. But I, um, I do remember him when he told that to his brother. He was like, "That sucks. That's horrible." And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Hmm." unintentional misogyny there a little bit that okay now a woman takes your position and it's immediately like oh that's so like she's horrible Blah. that was there and also they mentioned so many times how much she screams a lot and i'm like okay yeah. so she's like she's the woman who is like the highest level of authority but like the fact that she like shrieks a lot is the thing you're gonna point out that's that cool. like again like it's not yeah. something that they probably like thought about but like it just speaks to a lot of other things that exist in terms of how we talk about women in positions of power and it made me sad too so yeah i noticed that yeah so something was off about that that section there but um and so eventually he's he lays out his plan or his he wants to get revenge on baby corp for kicking him out so he introduces this forever puppy and the, the, he's able to do that by stealing the boss baby's formula. Uh, he decides to take the parents to Las Vegas in order to keep the boss baby and Tim from following him. Uh, I'd hate for them to get terminated. So uh, I, I guess we're introducing death in, as stakes here, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, like, is it death or just firing? Like, That's it, it, it's all this. 
With all this business talk. Because, like, these parents work for the company, and they seem like they're pretty high up management. Like, they're doing okay. They have, like, like, marketing. Yeah, they're in marketing. And the kid's, like, willing to help kind of destroy their company to help the boss baby kid. Which, like, I get his reasons, but, like, how can he not see this panning out badly for his parents in the process since they are a part of that company, too? And that's their livelihood. Uh, I guess so. He is only seven and a half. Yeah. So, um, but uh, to convince the parents to go, he leaves his uh, brother Eugene, who dresses up in drag like Mrs. Doubtfire style, and uh, dresses up as a babysitter. Oh, I get it. And he, yeah. Well, once again, ref- referencing other movies because that's funny, right? Um, and so the, they decide to get out by using some kind of like fake vomits. Uh, there's another chase sequence where Eugene is chasing them on a on a wagon. Um, the, I think this is supposed to be a character development moment where like the boss is trying to um, convince Tim how to ride a bicycle or like giving him motivational slogans, basically. Uh, you don't have to have uh, training wheels anymore. Like, okay. yeah. Summary, yeah. But there's like five different catchphrases that he threw out there in the middle of it. The, the only thing I, I wrote down is at the end, I don't have a quote for this. Oh, yeah. That, that was the only notable part of that sequence. Um, they get to the airport on a bicycle. Who knows how close they live to the airports, but... um. They they sneak through the TSA. Um, I I am not sure what what commentary this gives on the strength of our nation's security systems. <laughs> not good. <laughs> the kid and the I guess. Snuck through. I mean, um, if you think about it, this is this, this takes place. I don't know if this take like this takes place before a lot of those security measures were implemented. No, because they didn't have internet. They well, didn't have computers. They oh, that's didn't, true. Right? Yeah, yeah that, that's they true. They cassette tape to record him, so like maybe ninety. Yeah, so maybe that's why it was it was so yeah. easy. Like the one uh, place uh, where I, it's not a possible, <laughs> maybe possibly. Yeah, I, I think I was thrown off by the X-ray machine because like that looked very close to what's in real life, like what's today used, but. I guess that's certainly possible that we're just, well, this is a long time ago. People didn't care about airports. You could go up to the gate and greet your, your people when they came out of the plane. Yeah. Um, Bringing back friends. That's one of the ways that, like, that was, that's, like, a lot of those scenes. Oh where God. Like, there were some scenes where they would go, like, did Rachel get on the plane? The only way Ross yeah. knew was, like, by going to the airport. You know, there, there were, it all ties back to friends, guys. <laughs> Alec Baldwin was in Friends once, yeah. was he? Yeah, he was! I've never seen Friends. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all you need all to know about Friends now is that Ross straight up sucks. That's what I've heard. <laughs> He's the worst. That's all you need to know. Uh, um, so, yeah, so now here we get the very expected part of them having a fight after having gotten along. Oh, I wish you'd never been born. Uh, they walk away. Like, uh, is a montage plays even though it's only like a minute worth in, in the movie and then they have a phone conversation the same terminal uh we both care about our families so let's get together again and hooray everything's fixed again so the fight was useless oh my god um, yeah i just forgot but, uh, how much padding this movie has exactly it's like really this whole part is useless um now here we get into a gag where to get onto a plane they dress up as Elvis impersonators. Do kids these days even know who El- like who Elvis is or that there's an impersonation culture anymore? Not really. It's, 
I mean, sort of, probably, like, but not really. They really don't care. Like, but that's one of the biggest jokes for adults, right? Like, the fact, oh, hey, Elvis impersonator Las Vegas, huh? But, um, and I, I think, the, I, at least in the, uh, the one of the uh, versions I saw, that they have subtitles for the Elvis people. Like, they're speaking in Elvis lyrics, and they give normal speaking. Did, did anybody else see that, or is that just my imagination? No, but... Uh, uh, I mean, okay. I wasn't really following the movie super intently at that particular <laughs> yeah, point, so exactly. it's possible. Yeah. Like, I, okay. by that point, I was just like, okay, I don't know. I was too busy trying to find a. I mean, I was live blogging this on the Discord plug for Discord, so I was much more focused at that point to just finding really good screen caps and making witty comments about them for the Discord than I was about actually paying attention to the movie. I should check. This entire movie is a vehicle for witty comments. That's all it serves purpose for. I feel like we should get a badge of honor if we've seen this movie. Like, yeah. I saw the boss, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, another joke that doesn't make any sense is that they sneak into first class. The flight attendant comes, hey, how did you guys get in here? We're the captain's kids. And, of course, not even a question of the captain. Like, hey, are your kids on the plane? It's like, no, nah, fine. Okay, whatever you want. Like that part annoyed me. Was like another scene that I guess is supposed to be character development, but uh, at least to me it doesn't land is uh, Tim being like, "Unleash your imagination," and they have this like pirate role play oh, scene. So you gotta get into that. it. Oh, I, I skipped. Wow, <laughs> you skipped. <laughs> High five. Because well, like, I, I just I couldn't take it. Like it was just too much. Like I'm over it. Just get me to like the climax of it. And get but the dumb part over. is that like they 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 reference this in the climax of the movie. I know. <laughs> which I was like, okay, cool. Let's just get past this and get to the end. Yeah. It was like yeah. the movie's like we got padded out, but also we gotta like give Boss Baby a reason to want to have a family, so we have to like get the other whatever that kid's name. I don't remember. Envy, whoever he is, we have yeah. to get him to like give him something that he's never had before: an imagination. It's like, and, and this, but like, it felt very just like sloppy and like, we know exactly why you're doing this. You're not fooling anyone, movie. Yeah. This is a little dusty. And the sad part is, is that sequence is actually another one of these, like, it's a slight shift in animation style. Like, uh, it's a, a bit more, even more cartoony than the rest of the movie. But like, it's wasted in the scene. <laughs> and like, as you guys, you guys skipped over it, right? It's like, it serves no purpose. But, and despite the fact that you're experimenting with visual styles, it doesn't actually transmit anything. I mean, um, I will say, there is, like, after that sequence, and then, um, um, I, I, I still don't remember the kid's name. The kid, he, he goes into the bachelorette party, and then he gets alcohol? Wait, what? Right. That the, the people, yeah, the people of Long Island do not know how to make an iced tea. Oh my god. Got Long Island iced tea. Get it, guys? Uh, oh, that is an alcoholic drink. Babies aren't yeah. gonna know what that is, movie. It's the necessity for kids. And not just that, but it's a bachelorette party. Like these like they're not they not they know they're not they're not gonna give a child out. This isn't like some like teenager who wants to get drunk. This is a child. And they just That's gave him alcohol. Well, it's yeah. like no. Well look look. You you say they're not idiots, but they believe him when he says we live at the convention center. Oh no, 
maybe like they were like maybe <laughs> these kids community of just <laughs> convention watchers. <laughs> maybe they, they were like, oh look, these kids don't like. Maybe they're like these kids don't know how to speak English. Maybe they're not tourists, so maybe they just didn't mean that. Who knows? Like, whatever. You just you don't give a child alcohol. Like there are ways to like to think through. Like there are ways to to for like there there we don't even see their reaction to it. So it's like, it, it, we don't even see them yeah. being like, huh? Or anything. It just, I live at the convention center. And then boom, we're at the convention center. Isn't that kind of how it went? So. Maybe uh, sometimes convention yeah. centers. I, I have hotels. important. Like, Inside them. Yeah. That's, well, that, actually, that's actually true. true. Yeah. But, but, but once again, a kid and a baby <laughs> living in hotels. Yeah. Like people oh, live true. in hotels. Yeah, the Florida project too, I guess, is sort of in this, right? Like they live in a motel. Is yeah. that the idea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, actually, I have important information. The inventor of the Long Island iced tea, his name is Robert Butt. <laughs> right. So, um, they once yeah. they saw his last name, they're like, we have to include it. You butt, we're we're riding on that butt humor for this this movie. We gotta have the butt guy include an exactly. iced tea joke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we now we're here at the climax. Finally, um, they they introduce the puppy. Um, Francis Francis notices the Tim and the baby. Uh, he kidnaps the parents, and we see that the the his plan is to put all the p- p- puppies in this rocket and yeah, I guess what? drop them over Santa Claus style. I think that's where they're we're gonna kill for. them. They don't have seatbelts in that rocket. They're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are, no. are, like, we're, we're these formulas supposed to like be like immortal, right? But does that mean that the babies can't get hurt? Is that also a possibility here? Also, they have to keep drinking the formula for it to work. Like, that's a big plot point for the baby because he starts to morph into a normal baby because he hasn't had the formula in a while. So the puppies would need more of the formula too. Like, it's not like a one-time deal thing. So that would wear off eventually. Maybe they're just injecting this formula into the puppy's bloodstream as they're creating them. I don't know. But then why don't they do that with the babies? Because, I don't know, God just doesn't want to do that then. As much as the movie hates to admit it, they cannot clone babies yet, and ladies do make them, even though they don't want to believe it. It's true. Yes, um... Let's see here. So there's a fight scene. Um, Eugene uh, chases them and falls. Uh, Boss Baby says Elvis has left the building because that's a relevant joke in 2018. Las Vegas, Um, Elvis. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't live in Nevada. I'm so mad. I'm pretty close. Oh, they stare. The baby activates his pirate imagination to, I guess, give him the strength to fight against... uh, Francis, Francis, they dump him into the pool of formula. Um, the, he reverts back. Well, one thing we haven't really talked about is that because his formula was stolen, he keeps reverting back into a normal baby at random times. He goes, goo, so, goo, yeah. gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And, and so here, because... <laughs> The, the the movie dictates that we need one final uh, a dramatic moment, so yeah. the baby yeah. reverts into a baby just as the rocket is about to launch, so Tim has to sing him the Blackbird song to calm him down. And, uh, uh, why yeah, that, that song? Uh, why is that song in this so movie? Fast. After the probably, first time, got like, old. 
Yeah, and I think it's just that, you know, it's the same thing with the Lord of the Rings references. It's probably that the director was a fan, so they wanted it in there. That's why. There's so many references in this movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we uh, they save everybody. Um, there's, I guess this is a, uh, a fulfillment of his dreams in the beginning where he saves his parents all the time because the parents literally say, you saved us. Or, You're our hero. Uh, so they say goodbye. The baby goes back to heaven or wherever. Um, but, but of course, uh, they both miss each other. Um, Oh yeah, there's also a moment where the little babies in astronaut costumes are using magic wands to erase the parents' memory, which is a little disturbing. Uh, um, also, also reference to Men in Black, uh, which also uses this tactic. Um, uh, yeah, so we have that. Um, Tim uh, brings back a the mention of a memo and writes the memo to Boss Baby, like I want to give you all of my love, and you have the epic orchestral music as a bunch of beads fall like, from the envelope. Get all those beads he has like 12 on his little thingy like where did all the other beads come from he calls back to the speech that boss baby gave him about watching being there like every night and birthday and all that stuff except yeah. now it's sweet because he means as like a loving brother and not like as a weird <laughs> vengeance thing yeah yeah and and so he, he, Boss Baby is happy about this. He retires. He strips as he leaves the office, which is every office worker's yeah. dream, I'm sure. He smooches oh. his superior on the cheek, and I'm just like, guy, just like, just leave people alone. Don't, <laughs> My, drink, don't kiss anyone. Just just leave. Yeah. My imagination when I quit is to like you know walk out and just flip the bird. And <laughs> take a bunch of like materials from the. This is what I did when I quit my last job. <laughs> <laughs> my last day, I just like stole a bunch of stuff. I'm not like a, okay. I didn't steal like a bunch of important things. It just like I stole like a roll of paper towels. And then when I was walking out, I flipped the bird and then I walked out and I left. The end. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all have fantasies. Even though the last time I quit a job, I just walked out the door. I didn't even say goodbye to anybody. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I'm more of a wuss than the boss baby, I guess. Um, boss baby well, is we... too cocky for his own good, though. So I think that's a, it's not a, a thing to aspire to. If you you're know? not on a streak when you're quitting your job, what's the point of quitting your job? <laughs> uh, um, so we we have uh, the baby coming back, and oh, here here's your new baby brother. And this time we give him a name because we never gave the boss baby a name, but yeah. all this time. But it's like oh, his name is Theodore Lindsay, and of course Tim, being a very selfish jerk, chuckles at Lindsay, oh. even though the the baby laughed at his middle name. Um, and so we flash forward, and it turns out it's the older Tim telling the story to his daughter. And um, older Ted comes and gives him a hug, uh, throws money at the kid, because that's what rich people do, I guess. That's what I would do, and, if I had money. And uh, set up for the sequel, guys. There's a boss, another boss baby, but it's a girl, and it winks at the camera. Okay, I actually did serious? read on the Wikipedia that they are planning a sequel in, like, 2021. Oh, wow. I, I have an issue with the, the, ch the girl boss baby, though. So it is, well, what's your issue? it is established and they go to the weird cloud corporate headquarters. All the boy boss babies have suits and all the girl boss babies have like cardigans and little oh, skirt sexist. things. 
They're all very Whoa. feminine, but this child has a full-on suit. So, like, what does that mean? Progress. Well, it means well, progress. Of the boss babies. That's what I'd like to think, but I can't trust that that is what they meant by it. No, no. You see that, that the the whole story took place in the seventies, but we flash forward to today. So oh, today oh, we're more advanced okay. in our in our fashion norms. I would uh, like yeah. to see. Real answer: They don't care. Um, but they want money. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I think that's it. Um, there's a stinger scene at the end. If you bothered to stay after the credits, uh, just the uh, um the Gandalf alarm clock saying, "Wake up! It's time to leave. Go on and live your peasant lives. Be gone with you." Just like you know, basically like Deadpool, right? Like get out of the theater, go away. Um. But yeah, that that I, that concludes our <laughs> our analysis and deep dive on the Boss Baby. Yes. Alec Baldwin's returning for Boss Baby too. He's not gonna be a baby again, right? Yeah, I'm confused. Oh my God, they're gonna give him the formula and have to make him into a baby again. Oh, this is gonna be horrible. Well, see, also l- along with the movie, there's actually supposed to be an animated series coming out as well on uh, no! Netflix next year. And, and uh, let, let, let me read you the synopsis here, according no. to Variety. Um, Boss Baby, with the help of his big brother and partner in crime, Tim, continue to navigate the corporate jungle gym of Baby Corp while angling to achieve the impossible work-life balance of a modern career baby. This is why so, nobody uh, takes animation seriously. <laughs> back, back to our... That should be the tagline for this podcast. This movie's why people don't take animation seriously. Because people keep pumping out really, like, thoughtless cash ca- cash grabs. And, you know, oh, now we got to make an animated series, which is another cash grab. And, like, merchandise and a whole bunch of stuff. And that's why nobody takes it seriously, because people just, like, get dollar signs in their eyes. And they don't care about, like, the narrative or the structure of the art that goes into making animated features, animated shows. So, like, what's the point? And you know what really, brought, like, really bugs me? Is that people went to see this movie. This movie made money. People rather had gone to see this one than Captain Underpants. Like oh, this one, people prefer to oh. see this than than Ferdinand. I mean, look, I'm not the biggest fan of Ferdinand, but I prefer that over this because that one at least has more positive potential. This one's just garbage. Like it's just yeah, it's and, just really frustrating. And it just speaks to like the the like the weakness of of this year's slates, right? Because. Uh, this was released in like the middle of February, I think, where the only other movie at that time was the the the, Smur- the Smurfs sequel, right? So uh, they, wow, they just dropped the it. Smurfs in... Oscar nominations. <laughs> right, we're mi- we're missing we're missing that. Yeah, if that was the case. But but yeah, like they picked a, a right place to put this. But the problem is like then once all the like better anime movies come along later and they get dropped in places where there are more movies to watch and they just get thrown by the wayside. And in part because like the reputation of animation is hurt by movies like this, where it's like we're making this specifically for kids. It doesn't have to be smart. It just needs to have something cute to look at for 60 minutes. And like at least to us, it doesn't look cute, but I'm pretty sure there are children who are just like, oh, okay, there's it's, it's a baby. He does things. That's that's nice. <laughs> but like that, that's just very demeaning to like the the medium of animation, like what it can be used for, right? Especially just in this year, like you have Coco, you have Loving Vincent, uh, th- things that are being used more interestingly and like more more mature themes. 
than something that like uh, uh, that animation is just being stereotyped as just something for kids. Like movies like this is what perpetuates that stereotype. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that 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 concludes our analysis of the Oscar-nominated feature, uh, the Boss Baby. <laughs> Um, if you'd like to hear our discussion on better animated films uh, and other animated properties, you can find uh, our our podcasts at overlyanimated.com. Uh, as Beatrice has mentioned several times, you can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about animation. Discord uh, is where join it's us at. Over the animated. It's yeah. popping. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's lit. Oh, I can say that too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's lit, fam. Yeah, you get analysis on all good and bad animated uh, content there at overlyanimated.com slash discord. Um, we would also appreciate it if you could support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Um, thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Steve, a.k.a. Frequent Commenter Steve. And uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, Hugh, and yours truly. Um, we, we have uh, several other podcasts coming up. Uh, I believe we're still doing Miraculous Ladybug coverage. Uh, Mysticons is still going on. Uh, bet, bet programs that are more worth your time than The Boss Baby. <laughs> and um, that, thanks, uh, thank you for listening to this uh, entire podcast. We appreciate that you lasted uh, an episode that's about the same runtime as the movie we talked about <laughs> somehow. We're probably um, more entertaining. I'll in- say that now. Hopefully, Hopefully. let let us let us know uh, how how we how we did. But uh, thanks for listening to to everyone, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.